Shut that, Shut that cat, cat up. <laughs> Is that Shammy? No. Has Shammy ever appeared on the pod? No, Shammy knows better. All right, ready? So what do you guys think of Trey Young watching this game? Can't, All right, ready? Can't get a feel on him. Ready? Three, two, one. Welcome back to Last Man's Opinion. I am your host, Tommy McGraw. With me tonight is Dan Mara, Roland Barrielli, and Rich Cagle. Uh, Super Bowl recap tonight. Uh, Dan wants to talk NBA first, because that makes sense. <laughs> Do I? And, uh, but we're gonna start, well, that was the biggest game of the year, right? We're going we're to start with the uh, Super Bowl. All right, so fuck you, Dan. <laughs> Boom. Coming in hot. Boom. Boom. Got him. I, I, Got like him. I like it. I like All it. All right. If you uh, were living under a rock, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. to Big comeback during this game. I wouldn't say a huge comeback, but I would say an, an, a decent-sized comeback. 20-10. to Um, What would you guys think of the game? Enjoyable. I thought it was okay. It was the most uh, like engaging game in a while because it was back and forth. There were, it was always like something to watch. It wasn't just like a blowout where you, you know, turn off the game or just pray for the commercials. Yeah. yeah how is that, how is Roland going to say that two years after the Eagles and Patriots game? Yeah. Two years. It's the it's the Eagles. I don't. That that yeah that that was me. The best Super Bowl in the last ten years. What are you? What are you talking about, Roland? No. I mean, two thousand eleven, two thousand seven. So, and and the blocked, and the Patriots come back against the Falcons. Ro- Roland is drunk. Drunk already. I actually didn't think the game was that good. But I only said that in the chat. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it in the podcast. So the podcast yes. listeners are probably bewildered right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the game was pretty boring. Really? Until like the last the last seven minutes of the game. Mahomes looked terrible <coughs> until you, halfway, halfway through the fourth quarter. How do you boot people off the podcast? <laughs> I just booted myself Wait. for a little bit. What, nice. you thought the game was good? Yeah. I wasn't it was back competitive. Was, I mean, it barely. wasn't like a stat-fueled, best offensive game I've ever seen. But, I mean, most Super Bowls are competitive, if that's what we're going off of. I would say but, for 75% of this game, you didn't know who was going to win. But both How is that teams... any different than most Super Bowls? No. Most Super Bowls, you know who's going to win after, the, really? after this, the first quarter. In, in this Super Bowl, it felt to me like if you screwed up, the other team capitalized on it. And a lot of Super Bowls don't feel that way to me. Hmm. 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 So, some stats. Hmm. I mean, you. I thought it was a boring game. Mo- Mahomes actually. Uh, I thought it was a boring game. It was twenty to ten. I mean, the Chiefs had ten points throughout. Uh, first half. I mean, no, first, throughout seven, first, seven minutes. Yeah. First, first three quarters. <laughs> the seven minutes to go in yeah. the, until the fourth quarter, they had seven, ten yeah. points. Yeah. Um, I was not uh, a big fan of like, the game. Obviously, it was a great like the comeback, game but the game was fine. Okay. Uh, like, football game. Obviously, I like the game, but what? Do you, uh, you like the halftime well, show? How, how could you not? Uh, Do you like the Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> Did you like the flyover? Sure. 
Did you like Aikman and um, Buck? Aikman and Buck, sure. It was fine. Okay. Everything was fine. It was fine. It was a fine two bowl. I would say it, it was fine. Fun. It was average. I mean, it was, it was a exciting comeback when Kansas City finally got their offense going. But other than that, I mean, they couldn't move the ball most of the game, and San Francisco shat the bed in the fourth quarter. Or Jimmy Garoppolo, specifically. But good for Kansas City. I mean, I was rooting for the Chiefs. I like Andy Reid. So I was happy they won. Richie, you got any input on this? No, I, I I really just can't get over Roland's comment that this is one of the most exciting <laughs> Super Bowls in recent memory when the Patriots and Eagles were a monster shootout going back and forth the entire game, and this was two years ago. You can't get over it. And, and three years ago was the 28-3 to three comeback. Yeah, the, yeah. the most exciting comeback <laughs> in Super Bowl history probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt. Feels like it was like five years ago. That that, that one. Those are all. That one, those are all teams I hate, though. That one. That the twenty-eight-three does seem like it was so long. Yeah, ago. I agree. It, it feels because especially because the Falcons basically fell off. Like Matt Ryan looks done, yeah. and the Falcons have been terrible since then. That one year. Yeah, Matt Ryan aged like seven years after that game. <laughs> it is. He looks like he's forty. He looks like he's like, I don't know, deathbed Eli playing. Poor, yeah, like, poor Matty yeah. Ice. Like, I, I, th- I thought the Falcons were going to be, like, a perennial, like, playoff team at that I thought so, too. I thought after they – I thought they had their 15 or 14 win season. They made it to the Super Bowl. They lost, obviously. Uh, but I was like, this is it. They made it. Ryan had his breakthrough. They're going to be here every year. And in last few years, they just shot the bed big time. Yeah, hmm. did, uh, did Shanahan uh, mean that much to them? I don't know. I guess – I mean – Maybe, when you, but I mean, um, when you when you when you give up, you know, twenty five points, you know, lead <laughs> in the Super Bowl. I, I think it's okay that you go three four years just <laughs> shit in the bed. I mean, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll happen to you. I think <laughs> it's fine. Fine with me. So, a uh, couple questions on the game, yeah, specifically Let's hear it. Demi Lovato, yeah, she was great. Start, start, so with the first half, yeah. the fuck are the nine? The nine is doing uh, uh, killing the end of the first half before the before halftime. They're not using their timeouts. Anybody else have a problem with that? I thought that was oh, the yeah. dumbest fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, was... well, I mean, it was kind of obvious. John Lynch agreed with you. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lynch was trying to call timeout from the from the owners' box. Yeah, I I, I don't understand why T. Especially in that situation, because San Francisco was going to get the ball back at the start of the second half, so you could you could double up scores. Yeah, against a team that you know can put up thirty points in five minutes. Yeah, so I just don't understand that that thing. It it was it was the the uh, the problem that we all had with the the Niners was that they played to get ahead, and then when they got ahead, they didn't keep playing, like they. You know, whenever you're playing the Chiefs, I mean, Chiefs have done that all year. They've been they're five and zero when they're down after like the third quarter or after the second half. Um, Mahomes and you know all year they've been coming back, coming back, coming back. I mean, they just did it in the last game too. I think right. Last two games. Yeah, last, last two, two games. games. They did it all the whole playoffs. So you have to know going into the Super Bowl, you. If you get up, you don't stop. You just keep 
to your game plan, keep scoring, and keep trying to put points on the board. You can't bleed the clock. You can't play a normal football game against the Chiefs because they are so quick to turn around points that you you cannot stop stop scoring on them, or else you're going to do what the Niners did and get and get beat. And do what the t- t- Titans did, and do it. Like they, I mean, they all did that. Like, I just don't understand yeah. how you can go in and not learn you from know, the other say, teams. Yeah, and you want you want to say the fourth quarter uh, he, play calling may have gotten a little tight. That, that I guess that that's a little more understandable because at this point you're trying to maximize every single minute to to kill the clock. But the first half, they have a whole second half. You were up, you know, you or, or was it tied? I forget what the tied tied like, at the half. Uh, Tito's 10, right? Yeah. But like, I'm sorry, you have to, you have to try to score in that position. You have the ball back with a minute and a half to go. You're an NFL team in the fucking Super Bowl. If you're not going, going for it there, when the fuck are you going to try to go for it? Yeah. Stupid, stupid move, Tommy. (laughs) Stupid. I hate coaches (laughs) that do that. And so I hate Kyle Shanahan for do that. Fucking Niners deserve to lose just on that stupidity alone. Yeah, you, rant number one. I mean, over. I mean, you can't put that much faith in in your defense, you know, to stop to stop uh, like a top three and uh, offense in the NFL. You, I mean, you have to play like a championship team. Both teams have to come, both sides, defense and offense, have to come out there blazing. I mean, you can't just let off the offense and hope the defense picks it up or count on one over the other. Both teams need to be playing all out. Last game of the year. Come on. Last game of the year, let it all out. So you let it all. You look out. at the at the quarterback stats. Uh, Jimmy G was twenty of thirty one, two nineteen yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, one sack, nine yard loss, forty point six QBR. Mahomes wasn't he? Uh, yeah, wasn't Jimmy like eighteen of twenty heading into the fourth quarter or something? Like I, that's what I mean. That. All those stats, like the was good he? part of it. The good part of it. Yeah, I think so. I think he had like two incompletions heading into the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, the, the, good, the good part of Jimmy G was the first half and the first And like part, the opening drive. First half of the third quarter. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes looked like shit the first two quarters. We can all agree upon that, I think. Three quarters. And he went, he finished 26 of 42, 286, two touchdowns, two interceptions, four sacks for 18 yard loss, 61.6 QBR. Now, oh, I saw a 78.1 before. I got a 61.6. All right. <laughs> I'm reading it right now. Um, they are, uh, and all, all those. Mahomes good stats. They all came in basically the last seven minutes. last minute of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. That's it. That's unbelievable. And you can and uh, you can say the last interception for the Chiefs. Um, no, like it wouldn't have made a difference. I don't think at that point, right? It no, I don't think it would have made a difference. So really, Jimmy G had one interception. I mean, crazy. And it was a terrible interception. Yeah, he threw it right to the guy. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, so, uh another rant. Um, it was a quick game. It was a quick game. I lo- it was I a like quick that. game. I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed the quickness. Of the game. <laughs> that was um, nice. And you didn't. And, you, and I don't think anyone really felt like the refs 
besides Niner fans, I don't think the refs really had uh, an uh, overly abundant uh, input on this game. I think they let him play. They called the penalties that needed to be called and uh, didn't stop the flow of the game. Yeah. I agree. I thought the penalty was fine. I mean, I mean, San Francisco, I guess, could get upset about the offensive pass interference, but whatever. I don't think he can. Um, I mean, if I were a giant fan, I would have probably been pissed at it, but like, I don't think he can. You know? Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> if you were a giant fan, you would have been furious, and, and, and you know, it reminds me to the uh, uh, I know a different part of the game, but like in the 2011 Super Bowl, Giants were about to uh, score to go up, I think, like 17 nothing on the Pats and basically put that game out of reach. And there was a phantom hold on the Giants. They ended up having to punt and that game became close again. So, like, you can get bad calls. I mean, it wasn't an ideal call, but, like, he still had the, you know, you can't complain about the calls. You still had the ball. It didn't cost you the lead. And you still had the ball uh, down 24-20 with a chance to win the game. And uh, I, I, I saw people complaining um, – um, one of the drives where, uh, like, San Francisco didn't run enough and all this other stuff in the fourth quarter where uh, Niners had the ball, first and ten, they run it, they get five yards, and then they pass the ball, throw the ball two times. It's like, you know, he's a fucking professional quarterback. He should be able to complete a pass. Yeah. I am so down on Garoppolo after this game. <laughs> I, 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 he missed – and I, I know I mentioned this in the chat. Eli does not miss that pass to win the game. Jimmy G, however – Airmailed that thing by about 10 yards. You were very up and down on Jimmy G there during this game. I was. I'll tell I you that much. I, thought, <laughs> I, 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 I was never high on him the entire season. Um, and then he kept doing it in the Super Bowl where he just kind of is able to make the passes that he needs to make. But as soon as San Francisco had to throw the ball to move, the, move, move downfield, he couldn't do it. Yeah. Couldn't do it. There, and you cannot miss. There were flash. There were flashes of talent, and there were flashes of uh, you know good quarterback, and uh, that's when you got high on Jimmy G. And then I think he immediately let you down when when you <laughs> pointed it out. So <laughs> he did. Yeah, I know. I complimented him, and then from from my compliment on, he just completely was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but that you know, and I know it's only one play, but my God, you cannot fuck it if you. You cannot miss that pass. Uh, I think it was Sanders that, that had about two or three steps on the receiver, on the defensive player. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to hit that pass. <clears throat> it's a minute to go in the Super Bowl. You're down four points. A touchdown wins the game. Ah, oh, man. I know he, I'm sure he wishes they had that one back, but, like, I don't know. To me, that's just such a – you don't see great quarterbacks miss those passes would you, in those situations. Would you have wanted Sanders to lay out for that? I mean, even though he probably would have would have missed it, would would you want him lay that lay out? I mean, it's tough to do it in the moment. It's obviously easy to be like, "Oh, why didn't he die?" Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I I have to assume, you know, he had a no. So no so Dan, that ball. you're uh, criticizing yes. Jimmy a lot at the moment here. I am, but I am. Mahomes, arguably top three quarterback in the league, may have played a worse game than Jimmy overall. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to say about his performance? <laughs> Mahomes, Mahomes is terrible for three quarters, but he made the plays when he had to make them. Um, he Eli'd the game. He Eli'd, he Eli'd the game. Plus, uh, in, in fairness, uh, uh, 
Kansas City relies much more on Mahomes to do everything than, than San Francisco does on Garoppolo. So everything revolves around Mahomes. Mahomes and Hill. I mean, that's right. basically their, their offense. Let me take this a different way. So the 49ers running game in the second half completely fell apart. Right? Can we agree on that? Mm-hmm. The second half or maybe mm-hmm. like the fourth quarter? Maybe. The fourth quarter. Yeah, like the back half of the third yeah. quarter into the fourth quarter. Yeah. So that yeah, last light- 20 minutes of the game. That lightened them up, and I think they really lit up the pass rush after that, and it became a lot harder for Jimmy G to get through. I mean, you still have those accuracy issues with Sanders and everything, but I think it it was a lot of stuff adding up in the end in the Chiefs' favor. The 49ers like, lost coordination, lost focus. It just seemed like they were getting fatigued towards the end of the third quarter, and it was a whole different game. So um, I'm on uh, ESPN on their GameCast for the game. Uh And Mm -hmm. you know how uh, they do like win percentage, you know, who's going to win the game? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It went up to as high as 82 point. uh, uh, I'm sorry. It was. I thought it was 90. 95.4%. Yeah. And then. I know it was about 4% for the Chiefs to win. Yeah. And then uh, that was with seven minutes and 23 seconds left in the game. And then it just completely bottomed out. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You know. Um, there were, there, were, there was, there was, with three and a half minutes left, there was a 65% chance that they were going to win. It, it blipped back up. But then it just shot back down. That was it. <laughs> but, you know, then to get back to Richard's point, you know, if you look at a lot of Super Bowls, a lot of quarterbacks don't necessarily have great games. I mean, Tom Brady has not had too many really stellar performances in the Super Bowl. Maybe that, that Eagles won. But the, for the most part, his stats are pretty pedestrian. You know, and, you look, and a lot of quarterbacks don't. But, like, they make the plays when they need to fucking make them. And that's what Jimmy G did not do. And I, I don't necessarily know where he ranks. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback by any means, but, you know, he obviously got a lot of press this season for all he did and, and, and you know, for the stats and for the numbers and all this other shit. But, you know, you have to make those plays. Have to. It was a pretty even game. They were good with that line. One and a half. I mean, when you look, I mean, when was, you look, when you look, it was, 11, it was 11 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like for the, for the most part, you know, you look at the stats, total yards, San Francisco, 351, Kansas City, 397, two turnovers for both teams, time of possession, San Francisco, 26 and a half minutes, 33 and, a, and a, you know, a little bit for uh, Kansas City. First down, uh, first down, San Francisco had 21, Kansas City had 26, you know. I mean, it's it's pretty uh pretty even there. <laughs> Richard, you see uh uh, uh Andy Reid almost finished the game with all his timeouts. I know, and then he used one in the last like 30 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. one, yeah. <laughs> it would have been so perfect if he finished it with no time with all yeah, the timeouts. Yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> He's like, eh, let me see, let me see, let me. Uh, You know what? That's a good time to use it. Let me just throw it in there. (laughs) Hey, uh, why did he use it last time out? That first time out, because he wanted Uh, uh, 
he didn't want to take the delay a game. He wanted to he want- oh, yeah. get it down to five seconds, and then he wanted Pat Mahomes to throw it as high and as far as he could. Yeah, yeah. Then I think they talked about, like, yeah, that last play. Yeah. Then they talked um, about what restaurant they were going to go eat at. <laughs> yep. Biggest biggest cheeseburger ever, he said. <laughs> now, let, let me ask you this since Reed finally got it. Is, uh, would you consider him uh, maybe the second best coach in the NFL right now? Legacy-wise? <laughs> Uh, well, obviously, Belichick's one. Uh, obviously, yeah. Uh, it's pretty close. Probably. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else I would put up there. I mean, the elite quarterbacks and elite coaches in the league would have to be Andy Reid, Belichick. I'm not in this yeah, any yeah. order, obviously. Andy Reid, Belichick. Tom Harbor. Harbor has to be there. Not Tom. What do you say? Tomlin? Yeah. yeah probably put Tomlin up there, too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody else? <laughs> Is that it? Mm, I wouldn't have think? said Gruden before his career. Uh, oh, no. Um, and uh, what's his name? Sean Payton. He has to be up there. Who did you just say? Payton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, nobody from the NFC East. <laughs> nope. It's a terrible division. Um, man, nobody from North. Yeah, I'd probably say that's it. I I do like uh, I I do think McVeigh could become something special, but it's too, too early. Two years. Too early, yeah, so. yeah. Could be a McCarthy oh, and, comeback. Uh, I, I, I think you have to put Pete Carroll in that too. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, but yeah, I would say. Andy Wait, you can put Pete Carroll in there, not Mike McCarthy. No, I oh, wouldn't. Yes, McCarthy's put... back. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot he's technically back. I don't know. I, I got to see what Mike McCarthy does with the Cowboys. Um, yeah, Pete Carroll's really been good in Seattle. Yeah, with with I'm not with, a, I'm not with a big not, McCarthy fan. With, with not much talent. Yeah, outside of Russ. Yes, I'm not. A, I'm not a big McCarthy fan. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say Andy Reid's probably the second, the second legacy, legacy wise in the league right now. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, we have, would have to look at the numbers, but he probably has the best regular season winning winning percentage out oh, of any of them. Yeah, and he clearly has the most wins. I mean, all his teams are always anywhere between like nine and twelve yeah. wins. It's, inc- it's unbelievable. It's every yeah, year. Yeah, it's too. amazing. Yeah, and <laughs> it really I, is amazing. I, I would even say, you know, like we're saying, you know, all those other coaches, but it's Belichick. Andy Reid, and then a a very big drop off. I wouldn't say Sean that. Payton's good. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't say that he's. Uh, you know, I mean, he's got Breeze. Eh, I guess maybe, but eh, I'd still put a gap there. Well, Andy Reid's impressive because he's done it with different quarterbacks and different teams. Yeah, that. I mean, he did it with Philly, and then he did it. With McNabb, and then he did it with Kansas City Mahomes. Now, what I mean, about Alex Smith? Yeah. Didn't he do it? Have some good years? Oh, and Alex Smith, that's right. He had some good years with Alex. He had, he had the – I mean, the, the year they I think they went they, – they benched uh, Alex Smith when they were like 12-2 and two or whatever. Yeah. For Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Now – I think I saw someone online. He's the uh, only coach – and then if I history to bring two black quarterbacks to the Super Bowl. Oh, really? That's not surprising, I guess. 
I haven't been too Yeah, I, th- I think there's only been seven of them, maybe. And he has two of them, McNabb and uh, Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. What are the other ones? Newton. Russ. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm going to forget the guy, the guy from the Redskins. He was the first. Forget his name. Um, I don't know who else. Uh, I have to think about it. He's got a six eighteen winning percentage in the regular season. Andy? Yep. That's that's pretty damn good. That is pretty good. Went sixty two percent of his games. Yeah. I mean and you almost never see see a team have a bad year. And through Plus, rebuilds. I mean, that's impressive. And it's also um like you look at like uh like Kansas City's basically changes how like how like offenses run. Like he's very innovative too it's not just like you know he's a solid coach or whatever like he i mean his, his kansas city offense is incredibly unique and you could see it by just how quickly and efficiently they put up points so i i, I like that about andy Reid too he's kind of a little innovative he's only had three losing seasons wow out of how many seasons That's pretty good a lot at least at least 20 right um... at least 20 i would think yeah, just about. 99 was his first year. Yeah. Head, co- head coaching. Yeah, so yeah. he's 5-11 and 11 his first year. Then he went to 11-5. and five. That was McNabb. When did they draft McNabb? Didn't they get McNabb in 99? I don't know. I think so. Rich doesn't even know. What's that? <laughs> so they got McNabb in 99, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That's when they drafted him. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. No, good for Andy. He's good. He's good. But I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yep. Good job, Andy. Congrats. Congrats. Maybe he'll come on the show. Maybe. Yeah. You know who won't come on the show ever? That fucking asshole, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you end up winning? Um... I don't remember, like 4,200, 40... Wow. Yeah. Just a number, right? Just a number. (laughs) Just a number. Wilson got got 3,000. Yeah, I will say this was a terrible Super Super Bowl for the numbers. Very boring. Oh, my God. I thought I was in, in the money. I had three, six, and zero. Like zero and three, zero and six. Wow. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make some money this year. Yeah. <laughs> zero. Nah, <nope. laughs> it just kept going back and forth between the two scores. I was on the wrong three and the wrong zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, any, so, anything else about Super Bowl? No, that's it. We're we're done with it. Um, Thank God. So done with the NFL with, for the year. Done with the NFL for the year. Uh, Falcons are in uh, pursuing their uh, top edge rusher. Uh, you saw that, Vic? Uh, what's his name? Vic Beasley. Beasley. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. see that tweet? Yeah. You said you posted the tweet, right? I posted it. Yeah. <laughs> Source. <laughs> Fucking us. <laughs> it's us. It's literally us. <laughs> so. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what the Falcons do this offseason. They might be in uh, full uh, full rebuild mode. We never know. 
Giants, this is your chance. Boom. Um, who's got a beer? Not me. I do. Roland, Roland drinking. Mm. What are you drinking tonight, Roland? Uh, it's called Hoppercott Sour. Ooh. It's from Shorts Ooh. Brew in uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had Magic Hat Number Nine? Uh, yeah, yeah. The apricot beer. This tastes like that, but sour. So a sour version of that. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's um nice and refreshing. I don't know, nice apricot flavor, but it's not like a fake kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's too much ABV. Let me check. Mm, I don't know where it is on here. There's an octopus on the outside. I don't know what the hell an octopus has to do with anything. Hey, art is art. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think it has the ABV. Hmm, that's a shame. Uh, it is handmade by people who care. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> well, that's nice. Of yeah. yeah. So, uh, huh, that's good. What do you give it? Um, I would give it. Probably like eight point seven out of ten. Out of ten, that's a good score. Yeah, I maybe I'm a little jaded because I had one after a hard bike workout yesterday, and it tasted really, really good. Mm. Today mm-hmm. it still tastes good, but I, it's a nice like balance between the sourness and like a good fruit flavor. Because some of the times when you have a like a fruity sour beer, it I don't know. Something tastes off about it. Like it's not balanced well. Mm-hmm. But this one strikes a really good balance between like sweet and sour. Mm. So I don't chicken. know. It's really enjoyable to me. Sweet and yeah, sour like, chicken. Exactly. This beer tastes like chicken. Yeah. Mm. Richie does like his sweet and sour chicken. Yeah. Yes, I do. So have this with some Chinese food. You hear that, Richie? I, I heard it. I'm I'm hungry now. <laughs> You just had pizza. I know it wasn't enough. I need more. He needs some sweet and sour chicken. There you go. Sweet and sour chicken. Um, That was Richie's go-to in college. Who who doesn't love sweet and sour chicken? Who, Tommy? Who, Tommy? Who? Who doesn't? uh, Who? It's not my (laughs) go-to, but uh, yeah. uh, I don't know who. Uh, I don't know who. So, Rich, I'm watching this uh, Celtic Hawk game. Yeah, tell us about it, Dan. Uh, I mean, it's actually the both teams are knocking down threes like crazy. They have this uh, ginger on the Hawks that's uh, unconscious right now. But anyway, there's like three minutes to go in the game, and Trey Young's not in. It's a three-point game. Why? I have no idea. He's on the bench. Is I don't it, think he's hurt. Isn't it a six-point game? Or did uh, they I just score? Uh, I think it's 102-107. Oh, I thought it 110, was... 110, 110, 107. Oh, uh, okay. Good. Man, let me tell you, I, I do not like Trey Young. Me neither. Oh, well, I, I, before the pod start, before Tommy rudely interrupted me uh, to begin the pod. Uh, yeah, when we were talking was, about what do you think of Trey? Yeah, great. <laughs> what do you think of Trey Young? I, I, I'm watching this game. I don't really watch him too much. I don't really like him as a player. I, I've seen him play a bunch recently for some reason, like four times in the past like month. And he yeah. is pretty damn talented. I will say that he can. Um, he can score. He can score, and and he can make some of those curry shots, those long three pointers that he shouldn't be making. And, yeah. And uh, he just he has a swagger about him, but it it 
yeah. rubs me the fucking wrong way, and God, I just want to. It's not not like the Hawks are winning games, so. No, that's the other thing. Like, I I don't feel like he. Is this like, guy he's Kyrie? Such a bad... no, 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 no. He's such a bad defensive player. I mean, he is like Curry, but he's not as good offensively as Curry is. Right. But like to me, because he, he's just as bad defensively. Like they're both ter- terrible defensive players. But like to be as good, to make like such a big difference, you have to be such an elite offensive player. And I think he's good, even very good. But I don't think he's like Curry level. So, he, so he's like a like a step or two below Curry. And then you factor in that defense, and I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. Well, it's because he's so like okay, exciting yeah, he, to watch. So people are he is. Told. And yeah, and he and, and he can knock down like a 35 foot shot, fine. But like, I don't know, he does it in like weird spots. Like, he, like, I mean, he, he scored 30 points today apparently in this game so far, and I've watched most of this game. I couldn't. I'm shocked that I saw him <laughs> that he scored that many because it, it's just like it's like oh, I guess he scored 30 points. It's so weird. He's sneaky. Oh, he's back. He's back in now. But like, it's not like it's like. Oh man, he's lighting it up. He's carrying them to, to thirty points or whatever. It's you know. Oh, I guess I guess he scored some baskets. Yeah. There we go, Tommy. Got the NBA talking. Yeah. All right, good. He's Speaking nine. Of, he's nine of eighteen. Yeah. I'm, wa- I, I'm watching the Sixers right now. Four for eleven. You what? I'm watching the Sixers right now. And they're getting destroyed by the Heat. Oh no. They're down by uh, like twenty. Uh, the Heat, you know, Sixers are supposed to be one of the best defensive teams in the league. He'd have one turnover. Oh, one turnover. That's almost impossible to do. Six minutes left. I feel like just throw the ball away once in a while. Yeah. Is the game home or away? Away. Jay Butt. Oh, they're a terrible road team. Yeah, I don't Sixers. understand. You don't usually see this big disparity in the end. They're like awful on the road. Yeah. They're, I think they have two losses at home. And on the road, they're like eight and twenty or something ridiculous like that. Like this is unheard of. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah, it, and it's not even like they're competitive. No, either. no, it's just embarrassing. It doesn't matter. They could play the worst team in the league on the road, and it's going to be a, a struggle, and they'll probably lose. Should I go see them when they come to the United Center? Then yes, yes, be a good game. Yeah, <laughs> be competitive for the Bulls then. <laughs> Yeah, so the fans are starting to turn not only on Brett Brown, which is expected, because you know they're blaming him for the, for their road effort because they don't even try to play defense on the road. <laughs> um, and then fans are also starting to turn on Embiid as well. Oh, really, Embiid? Yeah. Because, well, he had a bad game yesterday, right? Well, mainly because one, the Sixers looked really good when he was out, and then two, yeah, they did. This this whole season, just his effort defensively has not been where it's been every year prior. You know, he's just, he's just lazy out there and, you know, n- nobody knows what it is and uh, he's just not trying hard and it totally changes the whole dynamic of the team when he's not playing up to his defensive standards because he's one of the top five defenders in the league. When he when, Has he taken a lot of time off this season? Uh, he's, he's missed some games. Like, he has a broken finger right now that he's playing – yeah, yeah, but but still, just his head is not right, you know. And uh, you know, the first half of the year, he constantly talked about Jimmy uh, Butler missing him. Yeah, Jay Butt. Well, I, Jay I, Butt. I, 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 and and he also liked 
it was Butler and, and didn't, wasn't there another player that they didn't like Embiid. I know he's a great player, but he, he's a bit of a head. Yeah, he's he's emotional. He's an emotional. Player. Yeah. Um. He he, he and like Nerlens. Yeah, Nerlens. Yeah. So like like when 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 they trade or don't resign like a player that he likes, I feel like it really impacts. Oh, it does. It does, and that's, that's and then that's like he big... didn't have like friends on the team. <laughs> he's like really weird. Yeah, it's a big concern because like that's something you shouldn't have to worry about dealing with, really. Yeah, but, this but is a that's... business. This is a business, indeed. Oh. <laughs> but like, I, you play with these guys. You can't become a little friendly with them. You see them all the time. <laughs> I yeah, it's really weird. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, and they are terrible on the road. And yeah, I don't know what they do. Yeah, well, got... tra- I was actually trade deadlines in uh, three days on Thursday, so um, something's got to happen. I don't. Even... I don't even hear their names, uh, and that doesn't mean anything. But I, I don't even hear uh, Sixers really in talks to trade anything. Uh, they're in talks right now. Probably the main talk is uh, with the Timberwolves for former Sixer Covington. Oh, I did see Covington's on the market. Yeah, uh, so the Sixers would want him back. Yeah, um, which doesn't really kind of change the dynamic of what's going on with the team. I mean. I mean, he would be a great... Yeah, but he's an outside shooter, though. Yeah, but he's streaky. I mean, like most shooters, though, I guess, are streaky. Um... Yeah. I mean, I think he'd probably... But, like, who's he going to... Pl- I don't know. I, I I feel like they almost need a massive trade. Yeah, they kind of... I'm not saying, not saying Embiid or Simmons, but, like... Horford? I don't know. Yeah, but no one taking that deal. Like, you cannot... I, I, I've seen the Sixes enough so far where I don't think he could play Horford in like meaningful minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been bad. They really only got Horford to play against the Bucks. And... <laughs> I know that's it. <laughs> play against Giannis. I know. Yeah. But like, he, but the way he's playing right now, like he, if it's a, like a close game, you can't play him less six, seven minutes of a game. No, it is tough. It is tough. So I don't know what they're going to do. Scott's... Did you see, uh, did you see my post in, um, in uh, the chat with the Knicks rumor trade, rumor trade? I did. I did. I saw the um, the, the disgusting <laughs> second half of it that Golden State would only consider if they got uh, Mitch and their unprotected first. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. No way they're giving up the unprotected first. Yeah. It, uh, it Mitch, is the I next. could potentially see. The, ne- the next could uh, they, I, I mean, if they – they should get – well, so it's unclear. When they say unprotected first, are they meaning this year's or they mean, like, the Dallas pick? I think they mean this year's Knicks unprotected first. Yeah, I, you can't do that. No, if you give up the Dallas pick, I'd be fine with with that. Because I think D'Angelo Russell is actually a legitimate player. And then if if somehow, now obviously this is Nick Dan talking, who is uh, endlessly optimistic. For um, rent coming? No, no, no. <laughs> but like, but so this is what Nick fans do. They and I throw myself into this category. Where you rationalize, okay, how can the Knicks become good again? Well, maybe if they trade D'Angelo Russell, can't give up their unprotected first pick, though. But if they trade for D'Angelo, you give up maybe the Dallas pick, a second rounder. I'd give up Mitch for him, um, Frank, whoever, right? You just can't give up your unprotected first. And then can the Knicks pry away Towns from the Timberwolves? Then you, then you, you have a foundation of Barrett, Towns, and Russell. That would be fun. Uh, that would be fun. So, see, now this is Nick, Nick Van Dan talking, who's completely irrational, like most Nick fans, mm-hmm. thinking of a way to make this team better. 
not realizing that you actually are going to have to give up significant talent to make that happen to <laughs> to make it happen but it but if they get D'Angelo without giving up this year's first i would give up this year's first or next year's first unprotected uh in a deal for towns cuz then i think you have towns barrett and uh russell i mean for for three for the next 3 or 4 years cuz we're all under contract i think right you know that's actually not a bad core. Yeah, no, I I would love to see that because I I want the Knicks to be fun to watch. I mean, you know that would be I, good for everybody. And now I don't know who I don't know who how good Barrett's gonna be, but Russell, you got your point guard on Russell. Then you have Barrett as your two. Maybe they resign Morris, who fine as a three or a four. I'm not sold super high on him. Uh, Randall as your third or fourth scorer as a four, and then um, and then Towns as your five. You know that's. That's not bad. I go watch that team. Yeah. The problem is the Knicks are not known for having making good trades or having good off <laughs> No, they're not. I mean, they haven't had a good trade or a good offseason in probably like 20 years, 25 years. God knows you when. Sh- you sure you're talking about the New York Knicks? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 but, you know, this is what – and I guarantee if you go on like Knicks fan boards right now, they're all doing the same thing, trying to find a way to get D'Angelo Russell without giving up too much. And then finding a similar package to get Towns. But why aren't you giving up too much? I mean, everybody on the Knicks sucks. Just give it up. Well, yeah, but you have to so because Knicks fans will be like, okay, well, well, then we need to keep enough to get Towns. Yeah. So that's that's the tricky part without giving up your first without giving up your unprotected first round picks. Because yeah. you can give up your unprotected first round pick this year. Uh. If you already have Russell, I would have no no problem do, dealing that for Towns. Um, it's never going to happen. Would they have to eat any of the contracts, or would it just free up cap space? No, it's no, it just yeah, it just be money for money. No, Roland. You know they're just getting all the talent, and uh, they're not they're not <laughs> no. spending any more on that cap space, and uh, it's it's a perfect world. And um, you know, cool. Well, well, oh, I next like make, this. Next, next make the playoffs next year. Yeah, this is like an anti-rant. I mean, all, 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 NBA, all NBA teams have to, when they make a trade, I mean, that money essentially has to be even. So, And I don't think Russell's contract is even that, that much money. I actually think it goes down year over year. I'm not familiar uh, with this contract. I think it's a regular max. Well, it's a regular max. It's not a super max. So he's getting like 27 or 25 this year, maybe. Um, on a terrible Warriors team. Terrible team. Um. But I, I, I don't know how you can get D'Angelo Russell without giving away uh, an unprotected first-round pick. Right? Yeah. I would. I mean, what can the Knicks give up, realistically? Obviously, I would give up any, every, anybody and everybody. But realistically, what are other teams going to want that the Knicks have? Right? Yeah, Mitch and the unprotected. I mean, that's pretty much it, I think, that other teams would want right now. Right? I mean, Knox and Frank are throw-ins in a deal. Same thing with Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, you have the Dallas pick. Maybe, maybe next year's pick unprotected. But you can't, you can't, well, you can do that, but you can't give up this year's pick then. You can't be back-to-back years. Oh, no, but don't you have Dallas's pick this year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dallas's pick next year, I believe. 
21 and 23, I believe it is. Okay, so yeah, you Dallas pick. I mean, you just need to have one first round pick, you know, in two consecutive years, so Yeah, so you could you could conceivably give up uh the Dallas pick or whatever either this year or next year. Yeah. Uh, right in the mic, right? You got to do that right in the mic. <laughs> what is that? Somebody munching on some chips? What's my deal? No, I wasn't. I wasn't munching or anything. I was trying to get these uh, cookie dough bites out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> hot mic, hot mic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I see. That's the problem. I, I I don't know if you're the next. I don't think you have enough to do both deals. Right. Uh, no. Unless one of the teams sells low for some reason, which is unlikely. Unlikely. If, and if you're in Minnesota, you're absolutely not, not selling low on Towns. So the only one you can sell low on would be the Warriors. Because I think the Warriors uh, want to make – my understanding is they want to get out from their salary situation, that they don't want to pay the luxury tax or whatever. Yeah, because they're not winning championships anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then why are you going to pay all that money for right. like a, a last place team? And they're going to get a top three pick this year, most likely, a top five. Um, yeah. And then they can make, and then they could sw- swap that pick for a superstar. And I guess if you give up the Dallas pick next year, let's play this out. <laughs> oh, boy. The, the Knicks mm, give up the Dallas go. pick next. Knicks, Knicks give up the Dallas pick next year, so they're keeping this year's pick. They give up the Dallas pick next year, then they give up Frank, Bobby Portis, Kevin Knox, Trier, everybody else that was in there. Oh my god! And fuck a second. Like, is that enough? Would they take any of that or no? No. For you got to give up for Russell. The, they, they'll only take the Knicks unprotected next year. <sighs> yeah, you can't do that. No, nobody's taking the fucking Dallas pick. Nobody wants that. Nobody. You would want the twentieth pick in the draft? No. Who wants that? I mean, I'll take it, but it's not like I know it can't be the centerpiece. What's the centerpiece not, of the Russell? Yeah, deal? you're not selling me on that. So then, can you give? So then, what's the centerpiece of a Towns deal? The Knicks unprotected this year. But you can't do the unprotected this year and an unprotected next yeah, year. Yeah, you, you, as long as you keep Dallas's pick, yes, you can. Oh, can you do oh, that? Yeah, you just need to have a first-round pick. It doesn't matter who's in oh, it. I thought, oh, I thought you couldn't. Oh, okay. So, fuck it. I would do that then. Man, I don't like the Knicks giving up draft picks just that's because a typical, they went through. That's a typical Knicks move. <sighs> Remember the Knicks went through about 15 years or 20 years of not having a first-round draft pick? Yeah, but look at, a, look at the players that they drafted in the first round. They're terrible. <laughs> Name one that's, that's any good. And name one that they name one player, one player that they got back that led them to anything good. Porzingis, done. Carmelo and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Okay. What did both guys do? KP got hurt, and then he left, and now he's a superstar again. And Carmelo sucks. He's not. He's not. He's not. And Carmelo. Carmelo's a Hall of Fame player, and he led the Knicks to to the most success. Uh, yeah, Porzingis. Most success as far as the Knicks standard, or just NBA standard. In twenty, I mean, in 20, in 20, he made a, he led him to the second round of the playoffs. I mean, it's not wow. great by any means, but at this point, at this point, when the Knicks are gonna <laughs> have the worst record in the league again, but you look at the Knicks drafts, they're terrible. 
I mean, the Knicks, uh, uh, Kevin Knox stinks. Frank Nilakina stinks. They haven't had yeah. any opportunity of getting a player that was any good because they didn't have any chance of getting them because they traded away the picks. And they've had they've kept most of their picks. Ronaldo Bachman stunk. <laughs> I mean, all these guys stink. They're awful, awful players. I mean, even I love Mitch Robinson, but I don't even I would trade him at this point. I, I don't know how much better he's gonna get. Speaking of Renato Bachman, I met him. I know, I remember. At your work, yeah, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Some some didn't your, bo- did your boss or somebody know him? No, um our owner's what is it what is he, nephew, Tommy? Yeah. Our owner's nephew is buddies with him. And you know, after he got signed with the Knicks, he brought him to the office. Yes, I remember yeah. this. And then um <clears throat> then about three weeks later they were uh you know racing around with his brand new cars that he spent, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on and uh he totaled one of his cars. Not not Balkman, <laughs> but, the, but the guy that worked with us. The <laughs> Wayne. Oh, man. Yeah, it was Fucking Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> was it Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Uh but yeah, look at these Knicks draft picks. Yeah. Barrett. Look at him. Eh, Knox. What's happened to Barrett this year? Didn't he start out averaging about 20 points a game? Now he's down yeah, to 14. He, he, yeah, he also got hurt. I don't he even know if he's back playing yet. He's still, uh, he's still nursing a groin injury. I think it was his isn't? ankle, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's, um, it's a low groin injury. <laughs> yeah, very, very low. <laughs> so you have Knox, you have Frank, you have KP, who, okay... We'll see how, how, how he goes. Uh, you have Hardaway, Shumpert, Jordan Hill, Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, Marty Collins. These are all first-round picks. Ronaldo Bachman. These guys stink. David Lee back in 2005. David Lee was okay. He was solid. He was okay. He was okay. So I listed like 10 guys in 15 years. <laughs> it's terrible. They stink at drafts. They stink. Who gives a shit? And plus, like, Townsend Russell are young. I, I would have no problem. I mean, I, they're both, I don't even think they're 20, 26 yet, 25. Do it. Let's do it, Rich. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay. I'm all... Package, up those, package up those unprotected firsts. Ship them out. Bring in D'Angelo Towns. Let's get it done. Yeah, I'm on board, too. Get it done. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do uh, it. By the way, the Sixers are down by about 33 right now, 34. Oh my goodness! Hey, Knicks won. Knicks won tonight. Did they? Oh, did they? Did they one thirty nine, uh, one thirty nine, one thirty four. Ah, they were losing uh, by a large margin last I checked. Yeah, Cleveland in uh, overtime. Wow, good job. Wow. Should I uh, job. start up? A, did the Knicks win Twitter account? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to take the torch from that one that gave up in like two thousand sixteen. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> uh, huh. man! I don't know what's going on with the the Sixers. I'm telling you, you, really have to be worried. I was looking earlier today uh, because I was curious. Only one team uh, in NBA his the lowest seeded team in NBA history to win uh, NBA title was a six seed, and that happened only one time. Who was it? In like ninety? Uh, do you want to guess or no? I don't know. Give us a uh, Detroit. Uh, a, a decade no. of when it was. A, 90s. I don't know. Did, did Was Jordan fucking hurt and missed half a year and they were the sixth seed or something? <laughs> no, that's a good guess, though, but no. 
Houston? No. Uh, yeah, Houston. Boom. Yep. Rockets, the second title uh, when they beat the Magic. Um, they were the sixth seed. But that was a weird. That, that was like a weird ninety four. I think ninety four, ninety five. Was that the uh, strike year? No. No, I looked at that. No, it's ninety nine was a strike year. Yeah. But uh, ninety four was a baseball strike year. But uh, uh, but it was like a, still that weird time where like Jordan was kind of in and out right. of yeah. the NBA, and there was really no team. I feel like that kind of took the lead as being like elite, because like the teams that they beat. I mean, they beat Utah. They beat the Magic with a young Shaq and Penny, which kind of was a weird team. Um, that team should have been so much better. Yeah. So much better. Yeah, with Styles, yeah. That team was should have been so much better. But then Penny got hurt, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but, Wasn't Brian know, Shaw that. on that team, too? <laughs> I think he was. That was a good team. I just don't uh, – it's too bad they didn't have as much time together as they did. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's what I was looking at. I was like, oh, man, Philly – and, and – like I said, I think Philly's going to have a much harder time if they are the sixth seed than like that Houston team did uh, when they were the sixth seed. Uh, they beat Phoenix. I think they beat Phoenix, Utah, the Magic, and I forget what other team. Um, but I don't know. I I really feel like the Sixers need to start winning some games here. Again, it all it all comes back down to Embiid. He's your best player. He's a top ten player in the league, but he's not playing like one. If he can engage, it all turns around. But so let me ask I, you. I'm not confident that's going to happen. So I'm, I am getting a little concerned with his attitude. <laughs> so let me ask you a question about uh, about uh, the Sixers. Would would there come a point where you would consider con- seriously consider trading one of Embiid or Simmons? Uh, I mean, and not, like a realistic point, not like yeah, seven years from now after they're like 35 and like broken down. Yeah, <laughs> like if if after the season, um, you know, you fire Brett Brown. Um, the next next year, halfway through the year, Embiid still got the shit attitude. I'd I'd trade Embiid. Yeah, because it, yeah. without without him having a good attitude, you know, it's not worth keeping him around. They have it. Okay, that's good to know. I mean, I I know I say it jokingly, but I do think, and, and I think it's becoming apparent. Uh, I would trade Embiid if if it came down to it. I think Embiid's the one that you would have yeah, to trade. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's the better player when when he's in. I think so too. But you're not getting that. And it's a good team when you have Simmons and Tybal on the floor at the same time, and a couple of shooters. Yeah, yeah well, it's like that's... it's easy to build a team around one of them. Yeah. Um, Okay. Building a team around two, it's it's becoming increasingly difficult, especially if Simmons M- Embiid is not going to be engaged. How tall is Simmons? Six nine, six yeah. ten. I mean, he's huge. I think six ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean he could, he can play. He can guard literally any position on the floor. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I would agree. So with why that. is it I, such a big deal that he doesn't shoot threes? He doesn't play down low that much. He doesn't have a mid-range to three-point shooting. Oh. He just drives. Well, and, and, the fu- and the problem is that Embiid also is at his best down low. So, and Rich can correct me if I'm wrong. No, but, so then you basically have both guys clogging, <laughs> occupying yeah, the same space. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it limits and then, what they do because the other team can kind of just stay in the paint. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
it, it's harder for Embiid to be successful. It's harder for Ben to be successful when they're both on the court at the same time. Yeah. So then what's, I believe what's been happening is that Embiid is the one that tends to drift out to like behind the three point arc, but like you don't, Embiid can make a three every once in a while, but like you want him near the paint. And so, yeah. I mean, he, he's your best rebounder on the, on the court as well, probably. Yeah. So like, so that's just, it, it just because offensively it just becomes a mismatch. Cause when you just throw Simmons out there, you can surround Simmons with four elite shoot or four good shooters, you know, and then you can't clog the paint. And so he could basically go crazy. Yeah. So, so I'll give them till this time next year. This time next year. Trade deadline next year. All right. I'll be, I'll be interested to see what happens. If they, I'll be interested to see if they could pick it up. Because right now they just look like they sleep. Well, also, Embiid, and, you know, I don't like him saying this, but he said multiple times over the last month that he's saving himself for the playoffs. And I hate that attitude. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta get there, man. Well, I mean, you they're, they're get guaranteed there. to get there. It's the NBA; everybody fucking gets there if you really want to. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> like, you're gonna get there and be a you know bad matchup. I know. Plus, uh, I, I I don't know if he's brought it up. I still feel like he's not in great shape. He, he's never gonna be in great shape, apparently. I know he's never is. I know, but like that, like I feel like you, you have to. I don't know. Shaq got to that level. You know, where he's playing 35 minutes a game. I mean, Shaq's a bigger body, I guess, but like. Yeah, but Shaq, Shaq was also playing at a different time period where, you know, he was the biggest thing on the court at that point for the most part. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it, now, I mean, like, like, you, like, people, you were, but like, like you were saying, Ben Simmons is 6'10. I mean, you know. Yeah. But just like, I don't know, just like running up and down, like he just. <laughs> I feel like Embiid just literally struggles to get like, like, I don't know if it's like a hard fork game or or whatever. He's he's sucking win big time. I'm like, you're a fucking NBA player. Isn't this all you do? Uh, I find the Sixers very fascinating. Well, we'll see because if if that's for real and he, you know, again, this goes goes back to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy did the same thing last season. He didn't really play his hardest for the Sixers until the playoffs started. And yeah. and and B seems like he idolizes Butler, so maybe he's trying to like, you know, do the same <laughs> thing. He's, he's playing the same way. Yeah, like J Butt did it. Why can't I do it? Yeah. It's all about that J Butt. Yeah. He's he is he is obsessed with this dude. It's it's unhealthy. I don't I don't like it. <laughs> but like he he gets like weirdly attached to players, like obsessively. So he's like a. It's like they like they were like going steady and, and Butler broke up with them. It's like so weird. Well, I don't get he, it. He says they still talk all the time. It's a bad but romance. I, I, I guarantee, bad I guarantee romance. you they're going out together after the game tonight. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, mil- like milkshakes or no? They might have some milkshakes. Like, Somebody's but, known for a milkshake. But like what I don't understand, like, okay, maybe Butler didn't try it. But like but, Butler's like a psychopath. The guy's like super intense. And, you yeah, know, he has like, like you know, here. You hear all those stories about like Kobe that would who, he would just like trash people in practice and like you heard Butler you know did the same thing in Minnesota I think he did the same thing in Philly I'm sure he's doing the same thing in Miami two different levels of talent here yeah but he didn't yeah, do yeah, it to Embiid he didn't but do it's it the same to mentality, but like but like I just don't understand why Embiid doesn't like he loves him so much why doesn't he take that part of Butler and not the lazy part of Butler well also when it comes to Embiid he's also coming from a different way where 
every every year he's been in the league, he he's gotten hurt and been yeah. and been unhealthy when the playoffs come around. So this year he wants he's focusing more on trying to save his body for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I mean I get that, but like they're doing the load management shit with him, aren't they? Uh, he takes a couple of days. I mean, they were doing that. There. They were doing that when he got hurt too. Yeah, he's he's always on load management. I mean, that's what it seems like. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I. We'll see. This time next year, I think. Uh, I think they're gonna end up. I think they're gonna need to trade him. Well, t- tune in, guys, to next year's pod. <laughs> 12 months, <laughs> mark it down, February 3rd or whatever date this is. It'd be close to episode 100. Yeah. Dan, here, here's a hot take for you. <laughs> Love it. All of the trades that you proposed and any kind of trade with the Knicks don't happen, happen this year. Yep. Knicks don't pull off one decently outstanding trade this, this trade deadline. Okay. Well, well, will they pull out one trade? For or otherwise. for, for uh, a mediocre player, and they'll overspend on it. Well, I mean, that's obviously that's not right. that is what happens every year. That's not a hot take. Come on, what a cold take. Well, the hot take, <laughs> the hot take was that no no trade is going to happen. Okay, I'm saying they might not even make a trade. Damn, status quo is a disagree, hot take. Disagree. I mean, it's it's easy to trade bench players. Are we even counting that? They're definitely cha- trading uh, a starter. Book it. Oh, Rich on the other side. Ooh, interesting. Well, come on. They're definitely trading Morris. There's no doubt about it. That, it doesn't sound like it. That, that's, all, that's all GM talk. Oh, we really don't want to trade this guy. You're going to have to pay up if you want this guy off our team because we like him. Stop it. They're not keeping him. No, because the rumor, is then, the rumor then is that he's going to sign with the Knicks in the offseason. Why would he do so that? That's what's... He's like a team captain. He's why being, would he do he's it? being a leader. Yeah, why would he want to stay in New York? I don't know. I mean, because probably because yeah, probably because he's he's the Every, quote unquote best player on the team, so he's going to play thirty five minutes a game. They're going to give him a boatload of money, and he's going to be able to score twenty five points a game and have a good career on a shitty team. I'm not buying yeah. it. Well, but that so I heard that that Morris. And what's keeping teams away is that supposedly Morris and the Knicks want to uh, resign in the offseason. So even if you trade him, there's almost no guarantee you're going to resign him that he's almost certainly going to go back to the Knicks. That's the rumor on the street. Interesting. I know. Which sucks. Fucking trade him. Him, Randall. Again, the only guy that's really untouchable at this point is Barrett. I'd even throw for the right trade, I'd get rid of Mitch too. Yeah, well, we, uh, it, this is the, one of the most exciting weeks in the NBA. So, oh yeah, this and then this the draft. I mean, the playoffs obviously good, uh, and then the entire offseason yeah. is great. Fire. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I hope they do. Obviously, I want the Knicks to make a trade, a couple of trades, start moving pieces. Let's get in Russell. Let's get in Towns. Make it happen, Knicks. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have our first NBA trade tomorrow. Woo! That won't involve the Knicks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Woo. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Roland. 
<laughs> but I could add to this conversation. All right, everybody. That's our show for this week. Catch Bye. us next week. Uh, Last Man's Opinion for Roland Barrielli, Rich Cagle, Dan Mara, and myself, Tommy McGrill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for holding off on washing that dish. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Right, right during what we're saying about it. You don't even we listen done. to the podcast when you're on so, the podcast. Yeah, I thought we were done. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I, I finished watching this uh, TV show. I think I mentioned it to you guys. Uh, Dracula. Did you I mentioned that mention uh, Fucking weird. There was like three episodes. Each episode was over an hour. This is Netflix? Yeah, Netflix, yeah. Uh, and each episode, so there's only three episodes. Each episode's like over an hour, so hour, hour, 15 for each episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the first two were pretty good. And then the third one, it was so fucking weird. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Weird, it's, like it doesn't go follow the rest of the story, or weird? Yeah, it yeah. Just got like, weird. like it, I mean, I mean, it kind of continues, I guess, a little bit, but yeah, it's. If I felt like it was a different director and it kind of had a different feel to it than the first two. Mm. It was just like an odd way to, and, and the ending didn't make sense. It was just an odd way to go all around in the third. Like the first episodes were pretty good. Um, and then the last one kind of sucked. Mm. So would you recommend us watching it or? Yeah, yeah because I want somebody to talk to this? about it. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about it. Just, so, just yeah. to talk about how bad the third episode is. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, the first two were pretty good, and the Shut third one wasn't. It wasn't awful, uh, but it was like really odd. And uh, me and Elise were watching it. We're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, but the first one was really good, and it was kind of really horror movie like. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one was kind of pretty similar. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Dan's, uh, Dan's all over the uh, map with this. He, he started out with, I think last week he said, oh, yeah, I'm watching Dracula. It's really good. And now it's, yeah, you know, it's it was outstanding, the first episode. And then, uh, yeah. uh, 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 and then, so, yeah. but then the third episode is really weird. Is the second episode good? Second episode solid, yeah. It's not as good as the first episode, but it's solid. I feel like uh, soon the first episode is going to be like, eh, it's okay, you know, it was good, you know, yeah, it wasn't anything special. Back. Well, I mean, I would have been fine with a, a slight dip in the second episode if the third episode kind of rebounded strongly, but it just kind of, each one got a little prog- uh, progressively worse. Like I said, the first one was really good. Second one was solid, not as good as the first. And third one was weird, odd direction, not great, but I want somebody to talk to about it, so fucking watch the movie, <laughs> watch the show. Sounds like a terrible series. Yeah, agreed. I'm with Tommy. <laughs> so what the fuck else do you want? Are you not entertained? You nothing else. You have nothing else on your on your watch list. Um, I just finished Empire Strikes Back the other day. Boom. What'd you think? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I I, for, I forgot a lot of the movie actually. Empire. Yeah. It is. Uh, among Star Wars fandom, uh, typically ranked as the best Star Wars movie. Okay. You know, I got to say, you know, going – I'm very happy <clears throat> I did this in chronological order because I think it makes the movies a little more enjoyable because, like, you know, I have the background story with Han and Lando coming to yep. this. Um, 
Yeah. Which I enjoyed that aspect. I could see that. And they, the movies, for the most part, could progressively get better, too. Right. Yeah, definitely. And then there was other one other background thing that I uh, enjoyed having. Rogue One? The, the Rogue One one? Maybe. Now, well, here's the ult- ultimate question for you. You know, oh, Han, just having Han's sto- story in the background, too, for, for the two new movies. Gotcha. Good. What's the question? The ultimate question is, so you see how they, you know, made Solo, they made Rogue One, they made these new movies. Would you want to see them do a remake no. of 4, 5, 6? No, stop it. No. Why would you do a remake of 4, 5, 6? I'd do, do a remake of 1, 2, 3. Exactly. Do it. Remake them. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love I, to see and that. I'd remake 1, 2, and 3 in a second. Yep. 100%. Would you keep uh, the same storyline, or would you no, just... No, I'd blow it up. Blow it <laughs> Start up over. completely. Um, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean the certain, uh, you know... The, I'm okay the, with the clone storyline. I mean, I'm okay with, I'm okay with, I guess, the general storyline. Yeah, I would be yeah, okay Yeah, that's what that. I mean, like, the, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. you know, how they gotta yeah, find, I mean, the overall you know, story, what's his yeah. name, yeah. I mean, I would change certain things. I hate mitochloridians. Chloridians or whatever the fuck they are, I'd get rid of those completely. Um, and that's how, Jar that's how you find Jedi's. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I actually saw somebody recommend uh, with the original trilogy is to start Anakin not as like a five year old, where you like feel sympathetic to who is eventually going to be the worst person in the galaxy, yeah. but start him as like a pain in the ass teenager, like what? 15, 16. Why would you want that? Because then he could start already be kind of starting on that path when they find him. Because when he's like five, why am I going to be like, oh man, I hate that fucking kid. He's going to be Vader. No, but like it's so weird. It's building conflict and exactly. the character development. Thank you. But you could start. You could start it at fourteen or fifteen. He's not building any conflict. It's when he's called five culture, years old. sweetie. It's called what? Culture. Culture, sweetie. <laughs> but like why it's so weird he's five years old like why am i i'm the complete opposite of you dan my problem with the first three movies is they didn't build up his good side enough for me they made him a, a douchebag that i rooted against so hard in two and three like i wanted more of a quality side where so you had that conflict i probably would have wanted them to focus on anakin a little bit more like that whole storyline I felt like they would dust him in on on these like weird like you know storylines, and then well, you know, and then all of a sudden he was Anakin, and you know he was well, uh, and, he was had and, conflict. And now, yeah, and I don't like how they progressed the character throughout the three movies at all. Anyway, uh, I'm just saying I, I felt like it was weird starting him so young, um, and then um, one of the big issues with the first one is like they, they focus too much on Anakin when it really should be like an Obi-Wan almost should be the focal point of like Phantom Menace mm. because he's the, he should have been the main character. Oh man, Anakin was the highlight of the of the first one to me. Yeah, but why? Because that's stupid race? <laughs> yeah, the race was cool, man. That was the best yeah, part of the that movie. Was, that was a good It was the best part. That was... It was the best part of the movie. Yeah. But it's a fucking race throughout the desert. Who gives a shit? It's not progressing anything. It's fun, though. It, the movie should be fun. fun. It was a fun story. 
It is fun. And but, and Darth Vader was a, a you know big part of you know uh, f- uh, flight and being a pilot and had a good uh, you know so you need to show that he was a pilot his whole life. Yeah, show that Do he you, had some skills. There he's were only five years old. there are skills two two big things I would change. One is the unnecessary characters that add fucking zero to the movies, like Jar Jar Binks and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, okay. They Whoa. add nothing. Samuel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, 100% rolling, 100%. They add nothing to the movie. Don't at me. Two, some of the acting was so disjoint and terrible. Wow. It, it just ruined. Like, it takes you out of the movie. You're no longer, like, enthralled in the movie like the other Star Wars movies where it's a little more seamless and the yeah. acting goes consistently throughout all of them. Some of the acting in like the third one from Anakin is like God awful. Oh, it's painful. I, I, yeah. oh, sorry, I totally you'll, agree. The acting you and also the writing. Had, I, mean, I mean, it probably goes in, in line with the writing too. I think the writing was terrible. You also had uh, like Anakin seemed to age a lot quicker than the other characters. Obi-Wan? <laughs> Obi-Wan well, and Padma? Padma well, looked like she was the same let, age in all three movies, and all of yeah, a sudden Obi-Wan and her are banging. I'm like, wait, what the fuck happened? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Pad, <laughs> Padma, you know, she always kind of seemed like she was the same, you know, or on a regular age progression. And yes. Anakin's going from 5 to 15 to 20. I, I don't even know. <laughs> like, you know. I, I Yeah, I <laughs> that was weird to me. Um, he doesn't like sand, I, okay? <laughs> I don't know. There was this. I, I would. I guess I. I'd keep the overarching stuff, but I, I would be in one hundred percent favor of redoing the original prequels. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do um, it. I, I'd also. I'd also, and I think we talked about this, but I'd also keep um, what's his face alive, Darth Maul. Yeah, definitely. Well, apparently he is still alive, least, right? At least, apparently he is alive. Yeah. Yeah, but at least at least show that you know he survived that. Well, they they did that yeah. part of it in the uh, in Han Solo, yeah, in Solo. but, but in, yeah. the, in the in the original movies, in the, you know, whenever oh, Episode Two, it seemed like that was it. He was yeah, dead, but, like you know. Yeah, I agree. And then never I, revisited. Nah. Yeah, and and um. And they they uh, supposedly took a lot from like the TV series or the cartoon or whatever. So that, that that's why like Darth Maul survived. Like they explained yeah. his survival yeah. in the cartoon, and then he guess he gave up being like a, Dar- a like a Jedi or whatever. Yeah, like, that pisses me off too. The, the cartoon should not be associated with the storyline. This. Yeah, I guess no. The car- but like I said in uh, previously, um, I guess this. The in the Star Wars realm of fandom and stuff, I think the cartoon actually does pretty well. I think um, it does too, but I the, feel like and fan, I'm not. And the fans follow it. Yeah, but the movie yeah, but the movie like should be their own fan. entity. And yeah, I'm aware from this. You should. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm just saying. I think well, that's well, where well, George so, Lucas's reasoning was. Well, so let me ask you a question then. Uh, Thoughts on then? So obviously, Marvel is, is going to be having a lot of uh, new TV shows. Yeah, with all their characters. Do you think these shows are going to be intertwined with? Uh, I think they already said that they're. All? I think they already said that they're going to. Are they? Yeah, like. Um, Interesting. 
what was the one? I don't know um, how, like one one division. One division. I think actually has. I think they said that there was supposed to be. Like it's gonna lead back into. What's that mean? What? One division. One division. Yeah. What is that? It hasn't been explained yet. But like oh. I was saying in the, in the chat, I feel like it's a separate reality that she kind of created to get over her losing vision. Vision. Yeah. What if it's like Wanda Sykes? who can see everything <laughs> racist that Larry David does <laughs> from a mile away. Sykes. Yeah. Larry, is that Sykes. you, Larry? <laughs> um, but I, I could see, well, that, I could that, see like that being the storyline. Like she creates a separate reality well, and then it gets too far gone. And then Dr. Strange has to come in and, and that's where Dr. Strange and that whole the movie, movie, picks up movie would pick up. But uh, that's just see, me I, guessing. But I, I'm actually better, I guess, with Marvel doing it because it's on such a big platform uh, with Disney+. Plus. I just felt like the Star Wars cartoon, it wasn't like, you know. Yeah, you didn't know, know about it. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. like part of that universe. Or it, yeah. it doesn't feel yeah. like marketed as part of it, where Marvel's going to do such a great job like selling it as part of it. It's going to work. Yeah, and I know it's not like a huge thing, but going from li- you know live regular actors and live action to a, a straight up cartoon, a cartoon, yeah, it's just it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, uh, um, so the next up, Rich, is the so you do Return of the Jedi, then you do the most recent three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Are the most recent most recent three are obviously going to be better than the first three, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. They're watchable. I would say they're more than watchable. Yeah, uh, I really like the first two. Tommy, like you, you just straight up discredit them. <laughs> Tommy, like saying they're watchable. Which? which oh three no, I, I really is the best the three, Tommy. What'd you say? Which three would you say are the best three? Oh, middle three. Middle three. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Middle yeah, three. It's not even. Yeah. I don't think anybody would. <laughs> but I, I will say. I uh, do like the new movies, though. I don't know. Yeah, I like too. some of the new ones. Yeah, I but I, w- I wouldn't say that they are, I would say, as far as groundbreaking or anything like that, I would say, mid- obviously, middle three are, are for their time. The the last. So you, the, would ta- you would take the last three over the middle three, Roland? No, I'm just saying I'd put. Oh, I think they're I think they're yeah. mixed in. I would yeah. I will say yeah. if I'm ranking them, I would say episode five, four, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, probably so something like, like that. Yeah, I, so I, th- I I was I personally was disappointed with episode nine because I felt like it could have been so much better. No one else has yeah. seen it except for Roland. So <laughs> it's 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 tough oh, okay. to like. Yeah, because I, I I really feel like if they had. I didn't think episode nine had a strong finish. I felt like there were parts that were really good. Uh, but then other parts, I'm like, what the fuck? If, it was just, if they just didn't do this. It was like uh, Dracula. It would, it, exactly. Exactly like Dracula. Like, if, if, if it just had a... Not even... Um, if it just had a solid ending. I just thought it, I, I just thought it was okay. Um, like, just to tie everything in really nicely. I thought these last three could have actually really competed with the middle three as a trilogy i gotta see it when, when's the last yeah, when's the yeah, last yeah. time you guys watched the original three 
I, just, I haven't seen Return of the Jedi in a while, but I've seen the other two maybe over the last couple months. You know, I, I've seen them so much as a kid and like teenager and stuff that I, and then uh, as a, you know, young adult, um, <laughs> and then, and then I just stopped watching them. Like they, you know, they're always on TV and then you just get, they're to, always on TV. You know, yeah. you're just like, eh, I don't, I don't need to watch it. Like I already know what, yeah. what's going to happen. Not that I, yeah. you know, you know, what's going to happen, but it's not like, oh, this is, you know. My, uh, yeah, I mean, my kids like it, so they watch it pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, none of us are a huge fan of Return of the Jedi, though. Hmm. That one's okay. Um, it's, a little, it's a little silly. Mm-hmm. I remember I liked the silliness as a kid. I don't know if it's going to hold up, but as a kid, <laughs> I was a fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Everybody, everybody likes it as a kid. And that's, I think, the beginning of George Lucas turning to being a little too goofy. Although, uh, I think I mentioned this, but I did not realize George Lucas also uh, directed, wrote, and produced Willow. Yeah. Didn't know that. It was him, too. Mm. Yeah. Man, what a run he had, huh? I'm going to watch that. I'm going to run George Lucas had. It's got a a lot of crazy shit in his head. You know he got married, like, a mile away from where I live. Really? Yep. (laughs) Currently live or, or, or in New York? Currently live. They rented out the whole park. They just closed it. Really? Yep. Hey, when you're George Lucas, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Pretty, pretty I mean, much. I mean, you think about, he had the three Indiana Jones movies, the three Star Wars movies, and Willow all within like 10 years of each other. Yep. Good run. That's, that's an amazing run. <laughs> right? How crazy is that? Like, when you think about it. Ah, love Indiana Jones, too. Yeah, me well, that too. Was, that was Spielberg, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Was it? Yeah, I thought that was Spielberg. Spielberg and George Lucas? Um, yeah. You could be right. Um, but man, what a run. What a run. Yeah, you have to see Willow. I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. How do you... It used to be on TV all the time when we were kids. I had never even heard of it until you guys met uh, recently. You know, I remember as a kid not... We used to watch it with my cousins, and I was just like, meh. I remember it being like long. Wasn't it long? Uh, I don't think it was too bad. It's good though. I mean, no, I have to. Wa- I have to watch it again because I remember not liking it as a kid, then liking it, then not liking it. And it's now on Disney I d- Plus. Yeah, now I now I have to watch it again because you know what? Tommy's not selling me on this. Uh, it, it's good. No, you'll like it. It's kind of a little <clears throat> fantasy, kind of a little Lord of the Ringsy. Uh, Next podcast, we're reviewing Willow. <laughs> no. Yes, everybody watch it. Oh man, <laughs> refresh your memory. Pressure's on. Uh, I'll stream it on Twitch for Rich. Thank you. <laughs> Is it, he's got Disney Plus. You oh, got yeah, Disney right. Plus. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, the so so the uh, little person in Willow, Willow is the same little person in Harry Potter. Yeah. Who's the professor? I didn't know that. Yeah. And no, it, it wasn't a major character. So with that, I'm done with you, Dan. 